0: We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I believe God. I believe His Holy Word. And the Spirit of Truth... Within me, he'll teach me, he'll guide me, he'll bear witness with my spirit. Tonight, the truth of the word of God. I'll know it instantly. For God's spirit bears witness with my spirit. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I want to share with you some things tonight concerning faith. Faith. I want to talk about several things because it's important to us. Turn with me to Matthew, the 8th chapter. Begin with verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus saith to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word all in, my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, and having soldiers under me. I say to this man, Go, and he goeth to another, come, and he cometh. To my servant do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Now I want you to notice, Jesus said to this man, I will come heal your servant. But the man said, No, you don't have to do that. He said, I understand authority. Now, this is a Roman Gentile. He doesn't even come under the covenant of God at this point. It was the Jew first, then to the Gentile. And here, Jesus said, this man had greater faith than all the covenant people that he ever met. Well, why did he have greater faith? Well, I asked the Lord about that, and he directed me back to verse 9. He said, for I'm a man under authority, and have his soldiers under me. See, to have authority, you have to be under authority. He's a military man. He understood authority. Then the Lord said to me, he said, if my people understood authority, like this man understood authority, they could have this same faith that this man had, the greatest faith that Jesus had ever seen. He marveled at his faith. Now notice, Jesus preached him a little sermon there. But it was the greatest faith he'd ever found. Then in verse 13, Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed the self same hour. Now notice, he didn't say, as you are believing. He said, as you've believed, so be it done unto you. He was not believing. He was not trying to believe. He had already believed. He already declared what he believed. Lord, if you speak the word, my servant will be healed. In other words, here's a man that's willing to release his faith at the word of Jesus. Jesus said that's the greatest faith I've ever found. Now just think about it for a minute. If Brother Copeland came to town or Brother Roberts or somebody, and you said, you know, I've got an uncle and he's uh, paralyzed and he's at home, and Brother Copeland said, well, let's just go pray for him and get him healed. Would you say, oh, no, you don't have to do that. Just speak the word and he'll be healed. No, we'd want him to go to our house, wouldn't we? But you see, here's a man that understood authority. He knew that Jesus had authority. And what the man did, actually, he uh, established his own point of contact. He said, speak the word and my servant will be healed. But now, there's a lot of things there we could talk about, but for the sake of time, let's drop it from there and talk about this point. That here is a man that believed... Because of the words of Jesus and because he understood authority. He understood that Jesus had authority. Evidently, he had heard that Jesus cast out demons, healed the sick, raised the dead, did all sorts of things that they'd never heard of before. Well, it was very evident that he had authority. But where did he get this authority? Now, if you notice that you come on down to verse 14 and when Jesus was come to Peter's house he saw his wife's mother lay sick of a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her she arose and ministered to them now someone said that's the reason that Peter denied Jesus because he healed his mother-in-law but I <laughs> That's a thought but not a good one is it <laughs> when even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed of devils, and he cast out the Spirit with his word, and healed all that were sick. He cast out the Spirit with his word, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. But now let's talk about what authority Jesus used to do this for just a little bit. Because Jesus said, if you don't understand the word of the kingdom, Satan will steal it from you. There's multitudes of Christians today that love God with all their heart, but they've been taught wrong. They believe wrong. When you think wrong and you believe wrong, you're going to act wrong and you're not going to receive what belongs to you. As far as God is concerned, it's a finished work from Calvary. 2 Peter chapter 1 says, God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Well, that includes health, finances, and all sorts of things. God hath already given, not going to, it's a finished work. Jesus does not have to suffer one more stripe for anybody to be healed. He does not have to do anything for anyone else to be saved. It's a finished work. In other words, the provision has been made. Now, regardless of whether you've received it or not, it's still the truth, you see. God's Word is truth whether you've experienced it or not. Regardless of what happens to you in life, it does not change God's Word. You know, people say, well, you know, it must not meet God's will to heal because we prayed for so-and-so and so-and-so didn't get healed. Well, that doesn't change the Word of God. It's a finished work. Have you ever noticed that your bank account downtown, it belongs to you, but did you notice they never send you any money unless you make a demand on it? Wonder why, it belongs to you. Looks like they'd send you a $100 bill every Monday morning. (laughs) No. Unless you make a demand on the provision, they won't send you anything. You could live and die and never benefit from that bank account unless you made a demand on it. See, a check is a demand note. You make a demand on that bank account. You make a demand on God's provision through faith. Faith is a substance of things. What things? Things God has given us. Things that belong to us. Not talking about something God doesn't want us to have. Not talking about we're going to have to talk him into it. See, talk about the promises of God. Faith is a substance of what God's promised us, or what God has given us, really. So then the apostle Paul said in Second Corinthians, the first chapter, he said, All the promises of God are yes and amen. In other words, God's already said yes to it. It's a matter of us saying, so be it, and getting in line with that, and believing that. Now go with me to Luke's Gospel, the third chapter. I believe that this is one of the reasons why many people have never been able to lay hold upon healing, or make a demand, I should say, on the provision that God has made for us. Psalms 107, verse 20 said, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Notice it didn't say he sent his word to heal them. He sent his word and healed. So it's a finished work. Jesus does not have to suffer one more strike for anybody to be healed. But now, let's find out where this authority comes from, in which Jesus healed the sick. Now, we know that in Genesis that God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, let them have dominion over all the earth, over every creeping thing. So God gave man dominion over this planet to subdue the earth and have dominion over it. So man had authority on this planet. But then Satan came on the scene, was actually illegal alien to this planet. He was not born here. Only people that are born on this planet have authority here. Any spirit in this planet that was not born here is severely limited in what they can do. So Satan has a spiritual body, but no physical body. He was not born on this planet, but Jesus was born on this planet. He qualifies as a man. That gives him authority here to destroy the works of the devil. Now see, most people don't realize that it would be illegal scripturally illegal for God to come back in this earth and start destroying the works of the devil with his divine Godhead powers as God before the least runs out on this planet because he's made a contract with mankind. But he makes covenants with men and works through men and if they will allow him, he will anoint them with the Holy Ghost to destroy the works of the devil. That makes it legal. So Jesus was born on this planet, lived and walked perfect and upright under that old covenant for 30 years. In those 30 years, he never did one single miracle, never cast out one demon, never healed one sick person. Why didn't he? Because he couldn't. Now he was the son of God, all right. He is the divine son of God. He is what the scripture called God manifest in the flesh. His spirit was as Adam's spirit when he was created and put upon the earth. But his body was a fleshly body like Adam's body and was still subject to the desires of the flesh. He's called the last Adam. Jesus, 30 years of age, we'll pick up on the story here in Luke, the third chapter, verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized, praying, the heavens were open, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape. Like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, and thee I'm well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about thirty years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. Well, you see, we know he wasn't the son of Joseph. He was the son of God. He had an earthly mother, but no earthly father. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7504. 7504. Your Spiritual Authority. It's a 180-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. Now, this book, Your Spiritual Authority, was formerly entitled Authority in Three Worlds. So some of you may have it. We've put a new cover on it. We've changed the title, and it'll be a blessing to you. It's entitled Your Spiritual Authority. Now, here are some of the things we talk about in this. We talk about the fact that your body gives you authority on this planet. Man under authority is the title of the first chapter. Then chapter 2 is entitled, In His Image. Chapter 3 is Dominion Through Words. Did you know that the Word of God gives you authority and dominion on this planet? Genesis chapter 1, God said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion. So dominion through words. We speak words based on the authority of the Word of God. Chapter 4 is keys to understanding the Bible. Chapter 5 is Noah's covenant. Chapter 6 is Abraham's covenant. Chapter 8 is authority of the body. Did you know that your body gives you authority on this planet? That's the reason Jesus had to be born with a flesh, blood, and bone body, because it gave him authority here. But God anointed him after he was 30 years of age with healing power and the anointing of God to destroy the works of the devil. He had the authority to before he was 30, but when God anointed him, he began to destroy the works of the devil. That's your spiritual authority, 180-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling. That's a total of $15. We have a toll-free order line. 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400 one One eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. 396 one 396 Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.